DC the National in like 50 years. 50 years? <laughs> I think... 40 years. I, was, I think, I, I don't know that... In 40 years, I think we'll be done. In 30 Really? Years, in 40 years from right now, that would be being a band for like 50 years, I think. And that would be... I don't know if any band's been a band for 50 years. Rolling Stones? Well, okay. But like... Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! You'll blow us all to atoms! Welcome everyone, this is That Record Got Me High, I'm your host Rob Elba, it's great to have you all here again, it is a beautiful morning, uh, early, well, uh, afternoon, uh, it's around noon in South Florida, a beautiful uh, winter South Florida day, it's cool out, I have the windows open, uh, and I'm talking to my guest, He's in. Cal- I'm assuming he's in California. Um, I'm in California, yes. Woodland Hills, is that it? Yes. Yes. Is, is that all right? I don't know. Can we say that? Are yeah. You, uh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's record. it like there? Is, is it equally? It I'm is sure it's sunny. Nice there, it is right? sunny and beautiful right now. All yeah. Right. It's, well, it's, that's it's, good it's to hear. In um, the upper sixties. Yeah. All right. Before I uh, before I introduce my guest, uh, I just want to mention real quick: we have a couple of patrons, new patrons. I'd like to welcome to the Patreon family, Marsha Potts and Mike McLennan. Uh, Mike McGlennon and Marsha Potts became patrons of the show because they listen to it and they like it and they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to become a patron. And it's uh, I so appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And if you would like to get in on that, you just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High. Uh, there's a couple different tiers you could uh, pick for it for as little as $2 a month. You could help support the podcast. And it, it's just a great thing. And I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you so much. And speaking of people I appreciate now, I have our special guest. This is this is kind of a big deal uh, for That Record Got Me High because this is the first official guest of That Record Got Me High way back in That's season right. one. And we used to, we started first season, we did it at his house because he wasn't, he was living like back mostly in California then. So I had, and I was kind of like his, his house boy. I would go and check the mail and stuff. So <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to start recording my podcast here at Brian's house. So and I think I, I think I corralled you into me being the first guest. You I think, probably I think did. I, at some I think point I insisted. Yeah, but it was a good, it was a good call because we've had so many great guests since. Uh, I'd like That's to right. welcome to the show the first one, the original Mr. Brian Franklin. Welcome to the show, Brian. Glad to be here. Yes, glad to be. Here. Brian is. Yeah, we did. We did the. We did the Smiths. We I did believe. the Morris, Smiths. Uh, yes, right? we did. We did Strange um, Ways here, here. Strange Ways here we come. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's an award-winning political consultant. He's a freelance speechwriter. Uh, he he has a podcast. But I, I don't know. Is the podcast still going on, Brian? It is, right? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who my next guests are. I took a little break, uh, focusing on the uh, the vows and speeches business. Um, yes, uh, he's got a new and, and you can uh, uh, check that out at uh, vowsandspeeches.com. If you yeah. uh, if you if you can't think of anything to say uh, <laughs> at the next yeah, wedding, your wedding, Brian yeah. will yeah. will think of something. Uh, yeah. And so the podcast yeah. is. Achievements, Achievements and, and strategies. strategies with Brian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but got... all that pales. Your most important, your most important thing that you've done is what you've co-written a it's, rock um, opera. It's obviously the rock opera. Yeah, that, right. that you and I co-wrote. Face it forward, you won't ever see the 
and and uh, performed in, in various uh, places, and then made a record that uh, I still have lots of. Yeah, <laughs> so you could go to the. Ra- I forget. Do we have a? Do we don't have a rat up? Do we have a rat up away website anymore? It's just the bank. We still. Yeah, I think uh, it's either the rat opera dot com or or rat, rat up. opera. It's one of those two. I'll yeah. put a link. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? You should. It's an achievement, though. You should have yourself. What, have you ever thought about having yourself on the guest of your podcast for achievement? Because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I can just interview myself like Phil Hendry used to do, right? Yeah. You know, like, like just, just have a good filter and click. No it lie. And click I could. I could totally <laughs> picture you doing that. By the way, <laughs> I don't think that's a big. I'm not. Threat. I, you know, I, I'm not as quick as I used to be. I, I think I'd stumble over myself. I, I'd interrupt myself. I'm not saying it'd I'd be do. good. I'm just saying I could picture you interviewing yourself. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I could picture that being. It's, something you'd want to do. Yeah. The website is theradopera.com, but we're also on Bandcamp. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you should definitely you check that out because it is. I mean, yeah. I don't know. For me, Brian, I, at the end of the day, I usually say it's the most it's it's the recorded uh, recording that I'm most proud of and all the stuff I've done. I think it is. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's I think it uh, we put so much love into that thing, you know, yeah. over time, the, well, you know, the, the, the other stuff. And, yeah. The other stuff would just come together and you know come and go, but this stuff, this was a an odyssey. Oh my god, yeah, it really was. All right, but we're not talking about this, although yeah. we should. I mean, maybe do you want to just do the episode on this and forget the record? We should. We that should. You well, no. I feel like we should, like like Mindy uh, Hertzon's next uh, you know appearance should probably be <laughs> analyzing uh, or or rats. It. Actually, you should get rat to do it. Do rat analyzing. Oh, he would say, it. oh, he would hate oh, it though. He's like, oh, this one be great. Sucks. They they fucked great. this one up. <laughs> um, all right, but what did what did okay. you bring? What are we talking about? Trouble Will Find Me by The National. Now, Brian, let me ask you, how did you first uh, hear about The National? How did you find out about them? I, you know, there was this, I, you know, I, I, I kind of forget there was a person yeah, I that w- played it for me was. <laughs> All right, tell them, because I was wondering if you were going to really I, forget and not remember. Oh, I remember, no, I remember exactly where I was, actually, because it, it was like a thunderbolt. We were on uh, 70, we were on 75. Uh, or sorry, we were on 595 heading towards my house in Weston at the time, and um, and you played me Mr. November off of uh, High Violet, I believe. Is it High Violet? No, no, but it was off a boxer. No, it was on Alligator. Alligator, I always forget. All right, so... A big fan, uh, he's a big fan. Yeah, no, I just... I, I, you know, there's a lot of albums. But at any rate, uh, you played me Mr. November, and it knocked me over. So you became so. That's what I'm, I'm glad. By the way, I'm glad because I would have been so mad at you if you said, oh, I, "I think I just heard them." And <laughs> oh no, I remember. I, I mean, it was really one of those kind of uh, moon landing Kennedy assassination moments where you know where you remember exactly where you were when, when it happened. And I, I, I remembered exactly where I was when I heard this time. Right. Yeah. 
it because I had, I had gotten that uh, that album, Alligator, and I loved it, and I turned you on to it, and then I got the next right. one, Boxer. But what happened was you became the big national fan, and I kind of, like, you would tell me, hey, you know that that next album, High Violet's really great. And then yeah. I listened to it, and I go, oh, yeah, shit, it is great. And then, yeah, I remember this one came out, and you said, oh, my God, this album is so great. So, yeah, so you became the uh, bigger fan of the national. And you've actually seen them live, right? Because I haven't seen uh, them. Yeah, I think I'm about six times now already. Yeah. Oh, shit, uh, have you? All yeah, right. So yeah, you... <laughs> something like that, yeah, five times. <laughs> yeah. But it's... But it's uh yeah no it's it, it, this uh, the thing about this album for me um, a lot of their music has a has a meditative quality about it oh yeah you know but there's something about the way that this album uh, was constructed that you know the first time I heard it I was like wow this is this is really different than Violet it's 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 more of a complete piece it's you know there, there there were a lot of things I could say about it in comparison to previous albums but I think what what happened was is as I listened to it. Uh, day by day or week by week it, it just grew and grew there, there are earworms in this you know in this album that as little subtle things that, that unfold and you, you just find yourself um, uh, uh, attaching to it in a way that you know Mr. November I knew immediately that was a song for me and you know, I loved it but but it had all of the energy and, 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 and bombast that I love but but this was one of those things that just that took a it, it took a few listens for me to really truly believe like understand this is something I'm gonna listen to forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's the effect I think a lot of their records have. I mean, that's what they have on me. It's like a slow burners. They're slow burners. You start listening, you go, oh, yes. I think that's cool. You know, I think I like it. And then you listen to it more and you realize. But what is it? I don't know. Have you found? I mean, I found it. What is it about this band also that some people just inherently don't like and they've inherently put down about it i mean when you think about it, it they're kind of an easy band to make fun of if you want to because i mean the big the big knock on them is that they're for sad like, attorneys i think <laughs> <laughs> sad attorneys yeah, and I mean, that's, has, yeah. there's there is a um uh there's an aspect to them that is kind of highbrow that maybe uh yeah, maybe that comes from you know Matt Bernadrew's like advertising roots or something. You know, maybe there, there's a literary piece of it that that seems perhaps a little bit uh, uh, pompous or in, in, in some that's, levels. Yeah, and, that that's it. And, there is they sort of have that air right. about them. I mean, they're obviously serious. They're a very serious band, and right. some of it can be dour. Um, I read in, in a review. One review. Um, uh, someone said about one of the records, a collection of waves that never break. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that well I, no but know, actually it, it, yeah, but, yeah but they were but that wasn't even a bad review it was a it, it was a positive review they were being uh they were just saying that's kind of like what what makes them because they do because a lot of their songs actually do sort of break a lot of their songs actually they do they start very slow and uh yeah. and they sort of build and then they sort of explode right at the end but not all well, of them yeah. some of their stuff does do that yeah and i think when they don't they're doing that deliberately i i but but I think going back to the the attitude of the band, I, if you if you listen to them or you see them live, they are they are far from pompous. I mean, they are not an aristocratic band in any way. Um, but I think that the um, the way that this stuff kind of unfolds, and to your point, I think it, it doesn't always start off uh, crescendoing, and and you have to have some patience to listen to it. And oh yeah, it for sure, in. you have to. You have and, to. And 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 I think also it. it there is a uh, there there there's some uh, fashion to it. I mean, I think it's you know the the, the from the art to the 
to the way that the the music is mixed it's it's not it it's it's very carefully put together i think in my oh opinion. yeah well this this yeah, from, uh, yeah. this album cover it's like very striking striking actually i looked it up it's a scene from a korean artist boyan yoon's uh 2003 art installation fragmentation so right yeah, there just that saying alone, that that exactly. sounds pretentious <laughs> as hell <laughs> that alone yeah and you know like and i don't you know sam will probably kill me uh for, you know for saying this but i i think interpol kind of gets the same rap right there's a there's a you know fashionista oh yeah uh, for sure art 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 thing that you could put this band in art basel and they you know and it would and they would fit right yeah uh, but well, yeah no i don't think this and, album yeah yeah and, and that's there's nothing wrong with that so i don't know i i wonder sometimes why did they get the bad rap because uh we did a while ago we did uh nick cave so a guest brought in nick cave and the bad seeds yeah. Push the Skyway, which is a later record, which is a really good record. But I, I mentioned that, oh, this reminded me of The National a lot. And uh, right away they're like, oh, The National, oh, please, don't even mention them in the same breath. Well, and it's like, it's funny, because so, yeah, so I don't. I don't hear that. I, I, you, oh, I you do. Run in, you run in crowds that, that are different. I, I never hear anything. Oh, you mean you don't hear people? You don't hear people yeah, saying Yeah, they either that. know the national and they love them or they don't know them and have no opinion. Right. Or, they're, or, or that's just, it just didn't capture them, right? Like it was, I, I don't really hear the ding on them about being, you know, pompous or aristocratic. I can see, I, I, well, I to be understand fair, what if you, you are, probably, maybe you're just yeah. too pompous and aristocratic to even That could be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might run in crowds that wouldn't call it that. Right? Exactly. They just, they, <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> as they raise their pinky, as they, you exactly. know, their IPA. Well, whatever. But at, but at the end of the day, they're great. Yeah. They're just, they, they definitely have their own style. Uh, presentation but it's it's not for everyone but they're one of these bands where they have obviously they have a lot of fans they have a following but they also there's tons of people that just never heard of them and and just one thing that reminded me that was funny uh Corey my older daughter Corey was at a music festival this was years back but she knew I was a fan of the uh, national and she sent me a little video it was a outside lands uh festival I think in California and she Uh sent me a little video of them playing and she goes, oh, the national are playing here. And then I looked at it and I said, oh, shit, it looks like no one's there watching him. And she said, yeah, no one cares about the uh, national. <laughs> well, that's changed. I mean, I, I think I think it's important to point out a lot of people that are uh, Taylor Swift fans are being turned on to the national now because of, um, you know, Aaron Desner and his work on. on the, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Taylor Swift albums, the last, yeah. you know, which is essentially. And, and included some stuff that would have probably gone to the national had it not gone to Taylor Swift. And, um, right. You know, and, and so I think there's a, a, a growing movement of people that are, are, are getting it and the and music styles are kind of maneuvering back towards them um, stylistically. Interestingly, I think their later albums, which I almost picked for this show, uh, are much more eclectic uh, and, and, and very, I think, very different from this one. I think right. this was the, the pivot this album kind of pivoted from their more traditional rock roots uh, structures into something a little different and yeah. that, that and later albums became uh, even esoteric in some places you know yeah well i think even reading some interviews of the band the bands themselves feel like that feel like this album yeah. was kind of like a turning point for them and they mm-hmm. felt like they could kind of relax into the band they were becoming all right so you mentioned aaron yep. uh, desner so it's, it's kind of unusual there's two sets of uh, brothers in this band and then singer right. matt how do you pronounce his last name i, I think it's bernard 
Berninger. Okay. Or Bern, or is, is he Berninger? Okay. I should. I, I guess we should know this. Is Berninger. Berninger. I never know it. I always mispronounce. Yeah. So whatever I say is probably wrong. All right. So you got Aaron and Bryce uh, Desner, uh, brother. Uh, they're twins, right? Uh, guitarists. Correct. And Scott Devendorf and Brian Devendorf, the bass player and the drummer, are are they twins too, or are they just brothers? They're just brothers. Okay, all right. But still, so that's kind of a weird band dynamic right there. And I guess the way I guess the way uh, a lot of this is done is uh, Aaron uh, or maybe some of the others will just come up with these little music parts and they'd send them to uh, Matt and he would uh, listen to them and he'll put words on it. And it, you know, one thing I really I realized, especially in this this band. I mean, which I guess you could say that for a lot of bands, but is built around Matt, around him and his singing and his words, because there's most songs they start and he comes in pretty soon and there's yeah. no like extended lead. There, there's no like lead breaks or anything in these, you know, they're, they're, they're right. built around, they're built around him. And, and he's got this obviously really deep voice, uh, really deep. I, I, I didn't realize to listen to it. And, and if you try and sing along, it's like, oh my God, he's got a really deep voice. Yeah. Uh, and when he tries to hit, when he hits high things, it's it's interesting, but it's not necessarily that great. He's he's not necessarily a classically good singer, I wouldn't say, but he's got a really interesting voice. He, you know, he he is within his range. I, I you know it he he does like to push it above that, and um and and it's uh, I think he mostly hits it uh, above that. He he has a he has an interesting upper register that you know like in live he'll scream it a little harder. You know, but, right, right, right. Um, yeah. All right, but let's let's listen to this record. Uh, there's a lot, yeah. There's a lot going on in these songs, so I think we should uh, mm -hmm. definitely get into that. Let's listen to the opening track. I should live in salt. Takes me too much time. You should know me better than that. You're not that much like me. You should know me better than that. We have different enemies. You should know me better than that. I should leave it alone, but you're not right. I should leave it alone, but you're not right Can't you write it on a wall? You should know me better than that There's no room to write it all You should know me better than that Can you turn the TV down? So this one I just let play for a while because just to just to show how long it takes until they get to like the the little chorus you know the the right. chorus of the song, uh, they they really take their time building it up you know. Yeah, yeah, 
So uh, this song, my understanding, is written uh, like him talking to his brother. Yes, his younger brother. Now this, I really, um, I, I really wanted to dig in deep with this with with you yeah. on this, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and and I didn't know that until we looked into this, right? Right. Uh, uh, and uh, which is cool because if, if for people that are um, are interested in this band or if if you've heard the band but you haven't seen the movie mistaken for strangers is one of the coolest oh it's so great uh, so one of the coolest rock documentaries i guess you call it um, yeah uh that i've ever seen in my life i i don't it's i always have a hard time describing it but essentially it is the story of his brother being a roadie in this band who starts filming things on without permission of the band yes (laughs) or at at, at different points they have permission at different points they don't and 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 i don't want to ruin the movie but it but it it becomes this like kind of meta um movie about him and the band and his relationship with his brother yeah i just but, tell I, I i just tell people just see it i don't tell i say just yeah. see the movie yeah, if just you, watch it even if yeah. you if you don't like the band it doesn't matter uh it just yeah because right. it, it is really good but yeah so he's got so his brother's uh younger than a lot younger than him so i guess nine yeah. years younger yeah yeah and nine has, years some, and has had some issues and was right I right guess, yeah because he uh, left he basically left for college when his younger brother was nine and right. sort of that's when he says i i it, it's sort of like him chastising himself i should uh live in Saul for for leaving you behind but you know and 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 obviously there's a, a lot going on with uh their relationship more than that because you know he said that they just were kind of like strangers for years like they didn't know each other and then he tried he got to know him later on but you now you have a younger brother that's about the same thing right (laughs) it it would have been if i had uh left for college and not uh stayed at home (laughs) oh right right my my early 20s trying (laughs) to make a rep it might have a music career you know but but uh it would have been but yeah i mean it's interesting because the relate you know certainly i was in my own world and not paying attention to him at that age and yeah and uh and and, uh i i have as soon as this came up i started thinking about that uh and i have to i'm gonna have to dive deeper into it to, to try and make some comparisons but or, or not therapy. i'm not sure i want to i mean you know <laughs> you might sure not want to. but um. uh but but and you know of course there's the reference to uh lot's wife you know turning away from the or turning back to the city and turning to salt which i uh i don't know if that's a bible or a greek mythology it reference it tells i just remember hearing about it you know? i think it is um and then uh, musically we didn't even mention but it, it's got that it, it feels a little off because it's got that like extra extra beat thrown in there yeah and i was going to ask you chord. if you knew what time there, there's a i don't know if what time signature that is uh i don't know if you do but uh barry no barry really should but we, we really yeah. need barry for stuff like that uh yeah, although i actually do know the next song i know the time signature because it because i looked it up but this one i think it's just dude, dude there's just an extra core that shouldn't be there and you know as you know from me i love shit like that like i, yeah. I love that because it just there's a couple of, of lines yeah uh, can't can't you write it on the wall? Is is clearly a, refer- a reference to mistaken for strangers, where um, there is a there's a point where um, his brother has all these post it notes on the wall. Oh yeah, that's all right. Of the <laughs> that all of the different things uh, that he did uh, in the movie, and they were kind of organizing the movie. Yes. Um, also found out that Sufjan Stevens uh, was uh, contributed drum machines and some and some 
like other keyboard stuff. Yeah, there's uh, actually he's got Saint Vincent on here, Sif John yeah. Season, um, Sharon von Etten, a Dove Man, which who I have yeah, no idea and, he is, but something. And a guy from the from the Arcade Fire uh, yes. is on here as well. Yeah, so he's um, got a lot of uh, yeah, they've got a, lo- a lot of guests. There's a lot, even though uh, the songs as subtle as they are, when you listen to them, you realize there's a lot going on. Like even in this one, there's yeah. a clarinet. I think that's a clarinet. That may, if you're talking, there's that mid-range meandering sound. I think it's a keyboard. Uh, oh, okay, but, okay. But you awesome. talk about that thing that kind of happens at the end. I mean, it happens throughout the album, yeah, throughout yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but at the very end, it kind of comes in. I think that's a keyboard. But it, but it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I was just going to mention that. It's, it's, it's just this mid-meandering little like touch to it that I love. Right. All right. So yeah. this next one was the first single, and this is the one. I, it has a weird, another weird time signature. It's yep seven four. This one is in 7-4. I know that just because I read it. Let's listen to a little bit of <laughs> not, not because either one of us as musicians exactly. know that. When I think of you in the city The sight of you among the sights Get this sudden sinking feeling Of a man about to fly Never kept me up before Now I've been awake for days I can't fight it anymore I'm going through an awkward phase I'm secretly in love with Everyone that I grew up with Do my crying underwater I can't get down any farther All my drowning friends can see Now there is no running from it it's become a crux of me I wish that I could rise above it But I stay down with my demons I stay So obviously down. this one's about yeah. embracing your dark side, right? You're, you're, I, I think your, um, yeah, your dark side, but particularly, uh, you know, an inability to escape uh, your... Um, depression and or you know level of being an introvert um and this is a good example of why this is going to be a hard album for your for people that haven't heard it to to really capture because to me it's the bridge here that you know he starts in this very monotone very repetitive you know, oh yeah, na, 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 I'll, na, I'll na, play na. a little. You're and talking then, about the part where he goes, "Oh, every day I start so great." Then the sun that's might where yeah. I mean, that's the crux to the song. The less me. I yeah. look, the more I see the the uh, pythons on the, the pythons limbs. and the limbs. I, I do not know what's, Don't wrong, know what's with wrong with me. With me. The sours in the yeah. cut. When I walk into a room, I do not light it up. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. You're yeah, right. I, I mean, have that's that. you know that's where all of a sudden the song takes off into a different world. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. Yeah, it's great. And uh, Sif John, you mentioned Sif John Stevens, and I guess he collaborated with a, 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 a machine, a, like a drum machine, which adds this, uh, yeah. it's just got a beat. And I feel like this whole record, they kind of front stack it with songs that are a little more, I, I don't know, people, uh, you know, that if you wanted to turn someone onto the record, uh, the, the the song to the beginning or uh, have a little more, they're a little more up. You don't have to dig in as deep. They, they, yeah. So I, I think they did that on purpose, which is really smart. Yeah, this first song, I mean, the, the, the song earlier, it's uh, um, I'm secretly in love with everyone that I grew up with, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he makes he makes it clear that like he's not he's not one of them. Right. Right. And right. Right. 
can't be. And it's it's so these first two songs definitely are are downers in in, in at least a thematic sense. Yeah, right. And then a lot of his lyrics are inscrutable, and I think he probably does that on point uh, on yeah. purpose. And a lot of them, I I think he's even said he does it just because he likes the way they sound, which is much like Michael Stipe and uh, REM would do that. You know, yeah. it, it's more. This about is a very linear. Sound. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. This is a very linear song. I mean, it it, it pulls up in the bridge, and then he starts adding harmonies, and it, you know, there's definitely things that kind of go up, but it's, you know, it, you get a sense that they're leading to something next. Right. And next, we got here. Let's listen to the third track. Let's listen to "Don't Swallow the Cap." <laughs> It's a great song. I have no idea what it's about, what he's singing about here. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. And, you know, again, this is it's frustrating because um, the chorus, you know, I'm not alone. I'll never be into the bone. I'll never grieve. You know, um, the it, it, it he starts off with this repetitive in almost every song, like kind of an A-A-B-B uh lyrical rhyming scheme and and it's just like this meditative thing and then he breaks out of it later on uh and elevates it into something else yeah that's uh, that's true and, that's actually very true yeah the, the, the ones that don't swallow the cap there's a lot of speculation that it's a reference to tennessee williams who apparently choked on a on a bottle cap and died i saw that um, but um yeah but who knows right but he he throws yeah. in a couple of a uh, pop a uh, pop culture type references which are kind of funny when he says uh play let it be pat yourself yeah. on the back or never mind yeah if you want to see me cry play let it be or never mind there you yeah. go yeah um <laughs> so that's good I, yeah i think it, i i don't know i don't it's, I, I was trying to decipher this i love that i have only two emotions careful fear and dead devotions yeah um, yeah and then he, there's, at some point in it, he talks about um, there's a time to leave, there's a time to think about what I want to say to the girls at the door, and I wonder if that's him talking about leaving his, I, I believe he has daughters, um, or at least his a wife and a daughter, um, and I wonder if that's him talking about going somewhere else because the next line I need somewhere to be but I can't get the, around the river in front of me oh probably because um, I think there's a, a, yeah. a lot of that on this record that was a lot because they were uh, obviously they'd been touring for years and and yeah. sort of felt guilty and some songs direct that pretty uh 
pretty obviously, you know, the uh, guilt of being away from your family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's, I just get a sense of restlessness in this song. That's, yeah. That's the- this episode of That Record Got Me High podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is really, but uh, it really helps out and we appreciate you and we have special patron curated episodes and we send out newsletters and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right. So these next three songs, do you know that they were uh, basically recorded live? In, I read that. In yeah. One again, take. amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. it is amazing because they're really musically, obviously they have a very lush mesmerizing sound, but uh, you could, you could tell this is just a band that's been together for a really long time at this point and they have it, whatever it is they do, they have it dialed in for sure. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's listen to a little bit of this one. It's called fireproof. are so uh they're so good and so effective um, and, and 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 if you see these people live you get it because the twins you know aaron and bryce Nezer, are so in they're so complementary to each other they, they're clearly people that have been playing together their whole lives right and so right, there's right. a lot of these kind of finger picking things that they do but there's these accents that each one of them does with each other um uh that are, are out of this world and and um and it's it's amazing that they pull it off live because it sounds like there's more guitars than there really are. Yeah, um, yeah, right, right. Lyrically, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about it. It's a pretty straightforward song. But I it's, think it's about a girl, obviously about a maybe a, a femme fatale that really has the upper hand in the relationship because she's fireproof. You're fireproof. Nothing breaks your heart. You're fireproof. Yeah. It's, it's just the way you are. So, yeah. you They introduce uh, Jennifer or Jenny in different parts of this album. That That is a, a constant theme. I think I think at least two or two more songs. Have, yes. And, 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 and it's funny. I read yeah. something. He says that he'll just, he uses names just 
because he likes how they sound in a song who uses yeah. a name. But he has a friend whose wife's named Jennifer, and the friend's like, dude, why do you keep writing songs about my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's, it, um, it's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, all right. So like I said, these next three uh, recorded live, basically. And this next one definitely reminds me of Interpol, our friends. You mentioned Interpol, and this one for sure reminds me of it. Uh, another really great song, though. Let's listen to Sea of Love. right there that's where the name of the record comes yeah in this one once again inscrutable kind of inscrutable I, I don't really know what he's singing about but it's but it sounds really good well actually there's a really good so, uh song exploder uh episode of this uh, oh like okay okay minutes and uh and they and they deconstructed and it, it was cool uh First of all, they started off like intentionally doing like these Nirvana sounding guitars, like real fuzzed out, you know, guitars. Right. Um, and and it was Matt. They they joked about how like Matt often gives uh, musical advice in non musical terms, but um, and they oh, usually right. ignore and they usually ignore it. But he was the one that came up with that that those eighth drum uh, eighth note drumming uh, hits in the beginning. You know where they started off with that 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 thing. Um, but basically, he, he started it off um, just mumbling and, and and came up with Joe, and he happened to be listening to a lot of Hendrix at the time. And, oh, there you go. Um, hey, Joe. And so, <laughs> hey, Joe. Yeah, so he was de- it was deliberately uh, about Joe, but, it, you know, or at least he was moving into that. But um, it was essentially a song about, um, like, falling stupidly and head over heels in love with somebody. And this idea of you know, people sliding into the sea, they're falling into the sea of love. Um, you know, we're turning into fiends. And uh, you know, I, I think the perspective of the of the song um, rotates uh, um, from from the person who is potentially breaking up with with uh, with Joe um, versus maybe a friend of. They're like looking at looking at Joe, saying, "Hey, you know, tell me how to tell me how to help you." You know, right. I see you going down in you know the depths of this, um, and this like what did like what did Harvard teach you? Uh, is, a, is a line at the end where they where he's basically saying, "Didn't didn't Harvard teach you about love?" Right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of hope. Uh, 
but uh, but yeah, it, it's um, you know, it, and this is a an example also where if you listen to it throughout the song, he pushes his voice a little bit, um, but uh, but it's it's great. I mean, I I, I love the song, but when, especially after listening to him kind of talk about what it means now, it, it makes a lot more sense. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I got I actually I like that um, uh, the, uh, song Exploder. I I just the problem is most of the songs I do I've never I'm not familiar with it at all. But right. when it's a song that I know, I like to listen to it. It's yeah, go check it out. I you know, sure. on this one, it's cool because well, there's there's some also some some things underneath in the mix that I didn't hear before that I'm you know. You know. Well, I was glad you mentioned the drums because uh, Brian uh, uh, Devendorf is just like a really good drummer and he adds such good things. Monster. But you had mentioned him telling him me as me and you have both played in bands. How much do drummers love when you try and tell them what to play? How much do drummers love that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, drummers if, love if to I be could... told when somebody who doesn't play drums like pats on their chest and tells them a beat. Yeah, drummers love that. <laughs> yeah, especially like, like, like going back as uh, poor, poor Chris Sheldon, man. Especially going back like when I was really into my Tom Waits phase, and I was just like, you know what, I'm taking like, can we just not do any symbols whatsoever? Right. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, and he was a student. drummers like, love that like a, when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> they he's give a total you a Stuart Copeland stare. fan. You know, like, like he comes from the Stuart Copeland, like, you know, school exactly. of, of, of multiple uh, high hat hits. And, I just bought yeah. this nine inch splash. You, you, yeah. Yeah. I'm I just spent a lot of money on this it? stuff. And I'm not, yeah. You're gonna, why, don't you, why don't you take away three of your guitar strings and come back? Exactly. And talk to me, right? But, uh, but, but yeah, no, they, they hate it. But, but on this song, um, you know, his, those rapid fire machine gun hits make the song for me. I love, you know, there are right. a lot of songs I, I, in the, in, in this band in total, but particularly on this album where, where um, Devin Doris drums are like complete the song. It's, 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 oh, it's yeah, the for build sure, up. For sure. yeah, yeah. All right. This next one is a really interesting song. Cause it's almost like, uh, it's, it's almost like uh, three little mini songs to it. Uh, in this yes. uh, one, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you're going to preview it. I'm interested in heaven. Uh, well, let, let's just listen to mm. a little bit of heaven faced. Obviously, I'm stopping the preview before anything yeah. happens because the first two verses are basically the same, and it just got that that weird uh, drum beat yeah. that comes in on the second ones. But I'm, I'm going to play the simplicity of that drum beat is amazing. You know, oh my god, the restraint. Yeah, it is. To just do the yeah. But and 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 this could have been just a, a regular you know national song, but then I'm going to play behind it because then there's the, yeah. the the bridge, and then he goes into the third verse, which the melody he sings over it is completely different. 
completely different melody that yeah. he puts over it. And then there's an outro, which again, he's going like yeah. in this higher register and a completely different melody again. So it's it really makes it like, like I said, almost like three different songs just packed into this one little song. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Were you playing it? I thought you were. Playing it. No, I will, but I don't do it now. I I, okay, I, I realize right, you aren't really a, a big listener, but I uh, I edit in. No, all no, I I, stuff I got out. it. You, I, just, I was just wondering if you. I don't know how you would do up. your podcast. Maybe you're gonna let's edit, and I'm gonna put it in here. <laughs> um, well, the, the, yeah, no, there's definitely four. There's four parts to this song for sure, and 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 it's uh, I, I I I thought it was three, but it's, you're right, it's four, and um, it, the. It, it might as well be. It, it's not a like they're Bohemian Rhapsody of any kind, but they're but it, they're they're all so different from each other. Thematically, I, I have been struck. I love the lyrics. I, I can't face heaven, all heaven face. It's such a great line. I don't know what it means. Like what I don't know what the song is really about, and and I love that about it because there are I hate songs that are so obvious like that. You, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't interpret it. This is this you know I love like going back to Dylan and trying to figure out what the hell you mean. But, Right, right. But this is, yeah. but but at the end, you know, she's a she's a griever, my believer. It's not a fever, it's a free, freezer. I believe her. I'm a griever now. It, 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 I don't know what that means, but it sounds. It sounds great. so good. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, yeah, he's a really good lyric writer. I don't know where he's going, but I love it. Yeah, you know. it's, it's great. Um, is, is, is this a religious? Is he trying to like? Is he talking to God? Or you know, is he is he is, is he speaking about religion here really no i'm thinking probably not because they're uh, that's not the kind of band they seem like so probably not maybe he's using it as a metaphor yeah Uh, yeah it's just it's very poetic without being yes all right so (laughs) this next one he writes i i love he writes love songs but i feel like he he writes love songs that if he if he sang them to the person he wrote them for that they wouldn't like it yeah (laughs) Because it's kind of there's just something about them that's a little. It's like you know oh, yeah. you're this, but also that you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. this one definitely. I feel that. Let's listen to this is the last time. times yourself I wish everybody knew what's so great about you oh but your love is such a swamp you don't think before you jump and I said I wouldn't get sucked in this is the last time See what I mean? He says, I wish everyone knew what's so great about you, which is nice, sweet, but then, you know, but your love is also yeah. like a swamp. <laughs> yeah. There's a line in there, which which is interesting because I, I, I believe the official version is I've got Tylenol and beer. Yeah. Uh, and 
Uh, that's you. That's that's you yeah. all over. You someone tell yeah, Franklin yeah. I, I got Tylenol it. beer. He's there. <laughs> well, hell no, I don't do Tylenol. Well, you can't because you almost killed your liver for taking <laughs> so much goddamn Tylenol. Exactly. I'm sure don't you, do Tylenol and beer. I'm sure you do something you do. else. Nobody, instead, nobody do Tylenol and beer. What's but your painkiller uh, of choice now? Uh, it's it's Advil. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, so um, so I uh, again a song that that has. Uh, multiple sections to it and the last section which you know I don't know if you're going to I will I'll play it underneath yeah because a lot of their songs they do they have these like really grand end endings to them right yeah and he, you know Jenny I am in trouble can't get these thoughts out of me Jenny I'm seeing double I know this changes everything um, and uh, in the background they're saying it takes a lot of brain to fill the cup you know um, and, and the thing about this song uh, is I feel like he's talking about a friends with benefit or somebody that that like they like a semi-casual hookup that he's trying to land right and you know and he, he's maybe giving an ultimatum to or saying I, I can't do this anymore you know you're such a swamp uh, you know but you're the only thing I want and I said I wouldn't cry about it and yeah. but I'm going to and uh, you know, I know this changes everything later on. I won't be, I won't be vacant anymore. I won't be waiting anymore. Um, I, you know, he's definitely asking for the for a relationship, and he's and he's calling her baby. You know, which right. is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's and, just, just not the right. thing every girl wants to hear. You know, it's no, like, but but it seems to me like it's it's the girl that's the resistant one here, and that he's he's complaining that you're just a pain in the ass essentially. But I want, but I want you. you yeah. Know, and, I love it. I just yeah. we could relate. We could all relate to that. Yes, of course. Um, all right. So this next one, <laughs> it's kind of telling that this next one, Graceless, I would almost say is the rocker of the record. But for any other band, it would be like still like kind of like a slow burner. But for them, it's yeah. like the rocker. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. this new Graceless? But I feel like this song is about uh, anti-depressants, and he seems like someone that would probably know about that. Would probably, uh, you know, had his share he, my, of anti-depressants. You know, I, I read somebody pointed out to me that I uh, that it that it was about alcohol or alcoholism. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. And, so maybe uh, that's his. Uh... It, but yeah, and I, and I I can see it both ways. Um, I'm trying, uh, but I'm gone through the glass again. Uh, I think is is maybe a reference to that. Um, it could be it, it could be what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I see. I it took both the med- Well, he says, "I took the medicine and I went missing." Just uh, but you're right. He could be talking about that. Could be the medicine he's talking about is alcohol. So actually, you're right. right. I just my my brain automatically went to that. But yeah, you're you're probably right. 
Well, you know, but but then oh, but then at the end he says, he says uh, take the white take ones. Take the white ones. Yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah, maybe so maybe you maybe you're uh, or maybe it's some kind of other. Maybe it's like maybe, you. Maybe it's, Advil. What, what color are yeah, Advils? For, yeah, <laughs> or it could be you know it could be a painkiller. I don't who knows uh, of, of some kind uh, painkillers right. or something. That's true. But but the um, there's a uh, great line in this. There's a science to walking through windows. You know. Uh, oh right, right. Absolutely love and again i think you're right i think look re- reading this again i think it's uh it, it it's about pharmaceuticals of some kind i think so yeah right. there's a science to walking through windows right yep, uh, yep. there's a science to walking through windows without you it speaks exactly to to that idea so yep. yeah i like it all right so this next one slipped this I like this, but this is this is for me the kind of song that someone who doesn't like them would point to because you know something I have heard, which uh, that some people just think they're boring. You know, I, th- I think Rat told me that oh, those guys are fucking boring as as hell. You know, yeah. Uh, and I could, you know, I could see someone saying that because it's obviously it's music that you have to sort of take your time with and sort of get you know uh, get lost in, almost wallow in. And uh, yeah, this next one slip definitely feels like that. So let's listen. To yeah, that. I guess the question, you know, if if you get to the chorus here, I don't know if you will because it takes a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> it takes a long time. Um, the 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 hook in the song is not lyrical it's 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 the the melody that he sings in between the lines um oh right right and and it's it's a brilliant to me it's a it's a brilliant uh approach to it because it, it it's rare that you hear a song where where that's the uh you know maybe sympathy of the devil with who you know, I mean, like, that's the you know hook, there's, yeah. there's, there's a few songs where where you can point to where the where the kind of ad libbing in between is really the is really what draws you in the most. And um, I it's funny because this is one of my favorite songs in the album. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I love this song. Yeah. To a little bit of slip. I'm in the city you hated. My eyes are falling. Counting the clicks with the living dead. My eyes are red I'm in the crush and I hate it My eyes are falling I'm having trouble inside my skin I try to keep my skeletons in Is it weird to be back in the south? And can they even tell that the city girl was ever there or anywhere I'm having trouble inside my skin I try to keep my skeletons in I be a friend and a fucker and everything Oh, keep it going. Come on, keep it, keep it to the chorus. <laughs> I'll bring in, I'll bring in the chorus. Uh, I promise you, you right I will. There. I'll bring in the right chorus. there. Um, it was right there. I know. I can't just play the whole song. Frank this is the hook. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, you know, this. What can you say about this song? I mean, I think he. Uh, there's some incredible lines, and uh, yeah, I, I'm having trouble inside of my skin. I'm yes, trying to keep yeah, my, yeah. my. I'm trying to keep my skeletons in. Um, I don't need you to grieve, but I want you to sympathize. You know, it's. It's a you know song mourning uh, clearly the end of a relationship where the difficulty of a relationship with where things started to fall apart but um, but uh, but it's all about the uh, 
uh, in between the lines, you know, now, for me. I was thinking, although I, I was wondering if some way, if they're more like a band that, that guys would like, what does Nicole think of them? Nicole loves them. Does I she mean, love them? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does, does she just I mean, love them because you do? Does she like trying? No, love I, I, no you I, love? I, I mean, she loves them because I do because I introduced them. But uh, I, I, okay. I don't. No, I, I think she. I, I don't know that she is as rabid. I know she's not as rabid of a fan as I am. Right. But, um, but she has. She loves a lot of it, and she, um, you know, I, I think when you go to their shows, I don't. I don't find that it is skewed one way uh, or the other right. in terms of. Probably seeing them live probably helps. I don't know, because I think Elisa well, just well, just thought that they were boring. Like, I played them for them, and she just thinks they're boring. Which, like I said, a lot of people will have that take because it's something you have to maybe spend a little more time with. You, you have to. It's a more meditative. I mean, this is a, you know, a, the kind of stuff you should listen to on a solo drive by yourself. You're not, you know, if you go in expecting bombast, you're not going to find it. Right. It's all subtle. Yep. Um, and, I mean, they have bombastic songs in their catalog, just not on this album. And... Um, I do think a lot of the next album, or sorry, the next song on this record, I do think is the reason why a lot of women um, have heard them because I think it's a, it, it was a more popular song. It and, is, and, and this also of, is one of the yeah. more straightforward one and least cryptic sure. one because you pretty yeah. much know what he's singing about. Uh, this listen to a little and, bit. And, of- and and before you play, also I think another great example of the interplay of the two uh, twin guitarists. Um, you know, they're just. They they do such a great job with the finger picking work. It's amazing. Yep. All right. So let's just do a little bit of I Need My Girl. I am good. I am grounded. Davy says that I look taller. I can't get my head around it I keep feeling smaller and smaller I need my girl garden you got out and said i'm sorry to the vines no one saw I need my girl. yes are you gonna try to yeah. that i stopped it too soon i know no I no I, 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 i'm used to it now <laughs> um the i, I the, it's interesting that you said like red said it was boring because i well i'm not entirely surprised uh when you as i was thinking about that this song reminds me a little bit of Mark right Eitzel and uh, and his approach to to music and oh, yeah. uh, okay. well, an American. Well, no, Brad probably and, listens to this at night and cries, you know, with a and with probably a, doesn't even tell anybody. He just does it, yeah, does it and covers himself in lotion. I, um, I, I yeah, no, there's an American Music Club influence, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I'd love, be curious to ask them that. Uh, I know. could see that. I can um, hear that. But I can, but it's it, it is structured, particularly this song. It's it's structured right out. You can totally hear Mark Eitzel singing something like this. And, uh, remember when you lost your shit and drove your the car into the garden and got out and said I'm sorry to the vines and no one saw it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love the I love the line. I know I was a forty five percenter then. I assume that's a, a, a schooling uh, a grading reference. <laughs> but uh, well, I was wondering. I think I think actually it's also more because he's talking about he's he's away from you know his girl and he's and he's you know just uh, thinking about her and he's talking to her and yeah. I was a forty five percenter. I think he's saying that he wasn't all there when he was there. Maybe. He still wasn't all yeah, there. You know, maybe. I was only yeah. there maybe forty five percenter. But I'm you know I'm gonna try. Okay, that makes more sense actually. Yeah, yeah. and and then uh, there's a. A, a line in there. I'll try and call you from the party. It's full of punks and cannonballers. Yeah, I, I love which is which. You can just uh, it's such a uh, vivid line for me. You know? It is. You it can is. Tell, you can yeah. tell. He definitely paints a picture. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this next one, humiliation, uh, brings up death, which death is is a thing that comes up a lot on this record yes. and a lot to think. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. He uh, he sings about it a lot, and there's a detached there's a certain detached quality to the band that i guess either depending you'll either find you'll either be attracted to or it'll turn you off but yeah and later in the song there's a there's a buildup of drums again it starts off you know all these songs ramp up all of them right um, right right but this or one particularly yep. pulls it pulls it in and there's a great guitar to play with you know with the two guitars well, probably we won't get into it in the clip but maybe i'll play no. a little bit of that but let's listen to a little bit of humiliation I feel like almost he could be at that party he was talking about in the last song. You know, yeah. he's at that party still. Yeah. I feel like if you I, ran into him at a party, Berninger, you, you'd probably be uh, depressed after you talked to him. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> and funny, drained I, emotionally. Maybe, drained. maybe I don't know. I, I like I've listened to interviews where I like I, I like him, and I'm, you know, well, I'm, you I'm would. Stage. I'm talking. I would be emotionally yeah. drained and depressed. You know, it's, 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 like it's such an interesting thing too because there's this juxtaposition between the people, you know, the writing and the singing and what, and what you see on stage when you go see him live. And he is a very, very animated person on stage, very animated in terms of the way that he, um, uh, he's very uh, Michael Stipe-ish in, the, in terms of how he yeah, moves himself around he the does, stage. But also and, detached, there's but, still that detachment there where it's almost like he gets lost. He has to get, he gets lost in the moment and himself, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This song, I, I, this is actually my least favorite song on the album. I still like it, but it's not my favorite song. It, it, I don't particularly love the chorus, uh, but I do love some of the lyrics. All, all you know, all the LA women fall asleep while swimming. I yeah. got paid to fish them out, and then one day I lost the, I lost, I lost the job. You could, right. you could take that literally and say he was a lifeguard, perhaps. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, or you could take it uh, metaphorically and and um, and and go somewhere else with it. And I, right. there's just a lot of really cool lines in this. Um, uh, 
I'm the as the free fall advances, I'm the mor moron who dances. I was teething on roses. I was in guns and noses, you know. Um, but it, but yeah, it's 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 just so a, it's a he cool. Was in, he was in what yeah. what was his business before? What what did he do? What he was, was his... a I believe he was an art director for an advertising agency. All right, advertising though. Yeah, that's what I see. So yeah. that's like you. I I think probably that's one of the things that attracts you to them. Probably right. Just the word wordplay and his use because that's what you're all about, right? I yeah, I, I do. I, I I like it. I also like the. Um, the discipline, I mean, it's not, this is not, I, I like the discipline of it where he, you know, he lets it build and, and, and lyrically he'll, he'll, uh, he, he doesn't mind repeating himself as long as it's going to advance the next round of, 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 of that song you know, or the next round of that part of that song. He'll, he'll, he'll keep it going and, and, uh, and bring you back like almost like a callback in a comedy routine. It'll, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll come around back to it again and I, and do it a little differently. And I, I, that part of it, I like, and then, and then as we've said in other songs, he'll switch to in the middle of the song to a completely different piece of it, you know, yeah. and, and a different orchestration. Yeah. Right. All right. So this next one actually is my favorite. One of my favorite. Ones. It's my favorite. It's, 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 oh, okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's probably my, it might be my favorite. It might be my favorite national song, period. Uh, I think uh, even more so than Mr. November. They always manage to sneak in like like a like a strange uh, but compelling song, like towards the end of their records. And this is this is that one, I think. The, yeah. the ultimate. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Pink Rabbits. I didn't get to, but I'm oh, going to yeah. play the bridge. When he says, you didn't see me, I was falling apart. I was a white girl in a crowd of white girls in the park. You didn't well, see I, I would actually see that's not it. I would actually argue that's not the bridge. Oh, or really? Rather, <laughs> rather <laughs> I was solid. Where he was like, I was solid gold. I was in the fire. You know, that part. Oh, okay. Which, okay. Uh, um, I was coming back, but it would seem like a room. And um, that, that part to me is the bridge. And then... There, then it just changed the whole song changes and you you might as well play this as like two two or three different songs again because i know i know they, well the end know. part well uh, did you notice the end part has a very because uh, what was the record that you did the first episode you did uh, what what record was it that was that was uh morrissey uh, no, no sorry the smiths it was the smiths, uh, and what does he say yeah. at the end uh the, the bone and dragon 
Yeah, yeah he mentions a, a, he mentioned a bone, bone drag. drag. Yeah, because yeah, you were trying not to crack up. And uh, a bone drag was still on. Now I only think about yeah. Los Angeles when the sound kicks out. Uh, There's so many lyrics here that I'm so surprised you want to dance with me now. I was just getting used to living life without you around. Um, you know, you're, I'm so surprised you want to dance with me now. You always said I held you way too high off the ground. Right. You didn't see me. I was falling apart. I was a white girl in a crowd of white girls in the park. You didn't see me. I was falling apart. I was a television version of a person with a broken heart. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. just so good. And I thought of you for that for some reason. <laughs> television. <laughs> Why did I think of you, it, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But but I there's so many different pieces to this song, and and it again it 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 resolves itself in a in almost a. Uh, not positively because it's not positive at all but 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 musically it just lifts and lifts and and you know this is an example of his vocal registry being higher he starts it off high and um yeah 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 uh, and it's very you know it's, it, it has a very uh, fragile quality when he does that right because it's oh like yeah it's just on the verge do you know what do you know what pink rabbits you know what pink rabbit is it's a drink, a drink i'm assuming it's a drink yeah it's it's tequila and strawberry quick Oh God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> horrible. And, and 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 Nicole and I have been like, like casually. Someday we should. We just need to try it. Just out of. Well, I tell you what. If we ever if next episode you do, let's do it in person together in the evening, and we'll have we'll, uh, pink rabbits. We will try. I don't even want. No, it sounds absolutely horrible. It sounds horrible, All but right. after after two or three, it's probably fine. Yeah, um, you know, you said it would be painless, it, 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 a needle in a doll. It's not dark. It's, uh, there's a big debate on Reddit, but the official LP version is it's a needle in a doll. Oh, okay, um, okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that sounds better to me. Yeah, and if you really listen, he's, that's what he's saying. But it's just, I, I thought it was dark for the longest time. Again, you know, right. something, uh, but this is, a, this is, to me, if you're going to listen to one out, one song on this album, listen to this one and listen to it start to finish, and you will understand why I like The National. Uh, okay. All right, but yeah. we do get, so do we get the requisite somber closer of the record now? Let's just yes. do a little bit of Hard to Find. somber closer but written nice yeah it's beautiful it's not it's not my favorite song in the album but it's but it's a to me like i was thinking about it it's a beautiful meditation of you know forgiveness and, and rem- 
remembrance and it's a good um, it's a good closer i mean it's a, i think it's a really good uh closer to the record and he and his cynicism yeah. like always a, a little cynicism sneaks in right at the end yeah you know, when he says yeah. you can all just they kiss off kiss into off the into the air. air yeah but but i don't know why we had to lose the ones who took so little space you know um they're still waiting for the east to cover what we can't erase you know they can all just kiss off into the air yeah i i i um i this is an example of you know, if you listen to Tom Petty a lot, there are lyrics that on paper seem incredibly simplistic, but delivered by Tom Petty and delivered with the musical backing that that he has, they it comes together in a way that few artists can. The, the lyrics in this are, are are fairly simplistic, and I don't always love the A A B B. You know, I can see the glowing lights. I can see them every night. It almost sounds right. Right. Dr. Seuss's shit, you know, you know, on uh, paper, but, but yeah, on right. paper, on paper, delivered with the with the way that the music uh, comes together and and his voice and the, and the fragility of his voice, it, it, it takes on a different a different thing, and and, and he's That's he really fair. is one of these artists where I where I feel like like Tom Petty, he can deliver these kinds of lines and have it not fall flat, um, and and also the guitar stuff that happens towards the end um this is a song i've heard them do live where they it it, it builds into something even even greater live um oh yeah but, well uh, I, I was gonna say i was gonna recommend to anyone who's on the fence or doesn't know thinks uh there's the live it's on youtube them playing the sydney, the sydney opera house yeah oh it's such a great show it's yeah. so great they have the whole show on there them playing sydney opera house and just check out some songs from that and see them it's it, it's yeah it's it just you, that's a you, great that would be a great intro to it is because you can, can i can't imagine anyone you know not seeing that and saying holy shit man these guys yeah. are something yeah there's another one they do in a theater in france that, that i have to i have to find it it's great but uh but they, it's very, very intimate. But, but yeah, no, this is this is um, even their slow, meditative songs take on a different light uh, or life when um, when the guitars kick in. Yeah. And, and things. Now, be honest with me. You've seen thing. them six times. Have, have you ever weeped like at one of them? Have you ever start? Did you ever start weeping at one of their shows like you did at Adele when you guys saw Adele? Uh, you told me you were crying. A, a vandal when when they played uh, vandalized crybaby geeks. Uh, at the end of one of the shows, uh, it's it was. I might have teared up. Did you? I was see. I was just making a joke. Again, you say, I get teary eyed. Okay, I'm an emotional guy. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, especially with music. Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, this was great. It was great having you on talking to you. I wish we could do it in person. Are you ever coming to South Florida again, or are you just? Yeah, it? I think I'm going to come in uh, in February or early March. We're going to come down. Well, let's get. Together. I'm actually coming out there in January, so maybe I'll see you before that. Maybe I'll see you in January. Oh, really? Where, where, when is that? Trip. I don't know exactly. Don't know. Well, why, don't you, why don't you press stop and we can talk about it? All right, we will. Uh, but right. anything before we go, anything you'd like to plug? I said uh, uh, if you're thousand married, speeches, right? Thousand about, yeah, speeches. Yeah, vows and speeches. If you if you're getting married, if you're knowing wedding planners, uh, uh, if you are going to be in a wedding party or officiating wedding, uh, check it out. And other than that, uh, if you're interested in uh, hearing the Rad Opera or, or other stuff, uh, you know, the Rad Opera dot com. 
Um, yeah, the, and, um, and also, aren't you doing Dead for for Dead People now too? Do you want? Are we not uh, uh, no, yeah, promoting yeah. that yet? We're not ready. That's not ready for prime ready time. Okay. Just, I, I, mean, I guess if you, if you need help with a eulogy, just just reach out. Absolutely. Reach out to Brian. Yeah, <laughs> just about anything. He'll help you. He's a, he's a good guy. And achievements and strategies with Brian Franklin. Yes. That's his podcast. Achievements and strategies. Uh, great episodes yeah. on there. Achievementsandstrategies.com um, and with our friends. Uh, uh, Sam uh, Fogarino yeah, on poached, there. He managed to poach uh, one of my guests, but that's I, I Adam Zimmon. quickly put the kibosh on that, so that won't yeah. happen again. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't forget, guys. You can go to on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high is a lot of fun. Uh, what I wonder when they change to Meta, is it going to be that Meta got me high, or uh, I mean, uh, is, how are we going to? How is that going to change? How is that going to change our lives? Meta.com? I, I, I don't I, I suspect that they'll be, uh, that the, all those Facebook links will still work at some level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com. And don't forget, guys, if you want to become a patron of the show, like our newest patrons, uh, Marsha Potts and Mike McGlennon, go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh. I'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, whatever you listen to the show on. I'd appreciate it as well. Brian, it was a pleasure. It was a treat. It was. I will uh, see you guys next week. We're out of here.